Hey friends, what's up? Uh, welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Tes Zion, Daf uh, 16 of Masech the Sukkah. Um, <laughs> man, man, Daf 16, huh? You know, Sukkah is such a funny little Masech like, it's like totally Erevin and Shabbos, I would say. I would say Sukkah is like the hardest parts of Erevin and Shabbos. Maybe not necessarily the hardest parts, but the harder parts for sure. Um, Anyway, so the first part of the daf kind of starts off talking about using bed panels for schach. Uh, kind of that gets into a question about, remember like the whole thing with like shalosh and zbos or shalosh and zbos and mesechta shabbos? It's funny, shabbos was like a funny mesechta because there's so much tumah and tara in shabbos, which makes shabbos actually pretty difficult. You know, I don't know who decided like what the most difficult mesechtas are, you know? They say that, right, Ervin, um, Yivamis, which we haven't learned yet, and Nida are the hardest Masechtas. I don't know who decided that. Like, what's the criteria? But, because like Sukkah is very hard, right? The thing is, it's like 56 daf. So how, how hard can it be if it's only 56 daf? Maybe that's part of it. But I don't know who decided. Maybe I'd, I'd, I wonder who it is. Maybe we could speak with him. And he can tell us, or she could tell us, what the uh, logic was. But anyways, there's some really hard stuff here. Um, like, why isn't Shabbos considered one of the hardest Masech? There, there was a lot of hard stuff there. Anyways, I'll propone him. So, we start off talking about um, these bed panels, and then we get to the sugya, um, an interesting sugya of um, hollowing out a pile in order to make a um, sukkah, which has come up in the past. We're going to learn, actually, an interesting spin on it. Um, and then we get to a new Mishnah. The new Mishnah discusses good um, asik and good aches. Machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yossi over there. So, interesting stuff. Um, let's go weiter. So, we're going to start on Daf Tesvav Mudbez, mm, about halfway through the page, but it's a tiny little page. So, by the two dots. So, O Baruch Samito. So, the Mishnah had said that, um, you know, if you're going to use bed panels, what's a, what's a bed panel? Ugh. Well, okay. Bed panels like this. If you can imagine, like a bed is like four uh, legs, right? And then there's like a frame around it. So like the frame basically goes like from one leg to the next, right? You're going to have two longer ones and two smaller ones. That's what we're talking about. Those, those um, you know, horizontal kind of frame-y things. So, O Baruch HaSamita. What does that mean? It means the following. So basically, so what did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah says um, that I'm kaya sukasu b'shvudin o ba'aruch samita. So if you use like skewers or if you use these bed panels, so we say that only if there's enough space, you know, if there's like basically equal parts space and bed panel, only then it's kosher. Meaning, bed panels are not kosher schach. They're possible schach. They can be kosher if you have like 50% and then you fill it in with like kosher schach, whatever it is. But bed panels in and of themselves are posel schach. So, let's say this supports of Ami Bartavyomi who says, that if somebody makes schach with worn out parts of garments, it's also possible. Now, see, what's interesting about the bed panel is that in and of, in and of itself, it should be kosher schach, right? I Meaning, what is it? It's a piece of wood. What's wrong with a piece of wood? The problem is that when it was part of the bed, so the bed is a cleat, and the bed is makabal tumah. 
And therefore, what we're saying is that even though you dismantled the bed, and now you have what, 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 what seems to be kosher schach, right? This bed panel is what? It's just a piece of wood. Yet, because it came from something, it was initially part of a kli, and when it was part of the kli, when it was part of the bed, so the bed is makabal tumul. So even when you dismantle the bed, and now you have a, a, a panel from the bed, which in and of itself, I would think, is a, is kosher for schach, but since it came from something that was possible for, for, for schach, meaning it came from a bed, which is a kli, so even when you dismantle it, it still remains, has the status of a kli, and it's still going to be possible for schach, you know, because it'll be makabal tumul. And therefore, we're saying that this is like Rav Nosson Bar Tavyomi, who's, did I get that right? Rab Ami Bartaviomi, who says um, that if you have like a, a garment, now garment is, is makabotuma, it's a kli, it's makabotuma. So now if you have like a worn out part of the garment, which we're going to learn is less than three finger breaths by three finger breaths, and therefore it's not, right, it's, it's not fit for poor people or wealthy people, it's not fit for anybody. And therefore, it isn't anything in and of itself, a piece of fabric that's less than three etzbaos, three finger breaths by three finger breaths, isn't anything and it would not be makabotuma. However, because, um, this is, it came from a larger garment and the larger garment is makabotuma. So now when, even now that you have a smaller garment, which in and of itself would not be makabotuma because it's less than shalosh etzbaos by shalosh etzbaos, nonetheless, it retains its level of being makabotuma. And therefore, you cannot use it for schach. Okay, so let's start again. So let's say that the fact that we're saying that you're not allowed to use a bed panel, even though in and of itself, I would think that there shouldn't be anything wrong with a bed panel. So let's, let's say that this is like, that this supports that if you use for schach these worn out pieces of garments, that even though in and of themselves this little piece of fabric should be acceptable, it's not a clear or anything, but because it came from a larger kli, it's not acceptable. So that's the same thing as this bed panel, which came from a bed, um, which even though in and of itself it should be acceptable, we're saying it's not acceptable. So, Kid Amr of Chanan Amarav, Ba'arucha Vishte Kra'ayim, Biktsar Vishte Kra'ayim. Achinami, Baruch Avishtekraim, Bikhtar Avishtekraim. And for the Gemara, that, no. No, 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 no. This bed panel that we're talking about is not like we were assuming till now. It's not just a simple bed panel that it would be like Pshuteklaids. Um, rather, it's the bed panel with two legs still attached to two legs and because it's attached to two legs and the Gemara is going to ask so like what can you use that for that would make it a kli but whatever it is because it's a panel with two legs it's actually not just pshute kli eights, it's actually a kli and therefore because it's a kli so then it is um mikabel tuma and because it's mikabel tuma that's why you're not allowed to use it but if it would just however if it would just be that one panel which is pshute kli eights, it would be acceptable and therefore it wouldn't be like ribami bataviyomi okay now, where is the statement of Rabchanan Amarav? Right, we just said that it's talking about the bed panel with two legs, just like Rabchanan Amarav says it's talking about the bed panels and two legs. When did Rabchanan Amarav say that it's talking about the bed panel and two legs? Ahodetnan, on the following Mishnah. It says the Tanakama, if you have a bed, if you have a bed, okay, like a bed frame or whatever, legs, frame, and it becomes tummy, it's a kli, it becomes tummy. 
Now you want to make it taller. So you have to chuck the entire bed into a mikvah. You wouldn't be able to take it apart and put it into the mikvah. You have to throw the entire kli, the entire bed, into the mikvah. Okay? Divir Abeliezer. That's Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. Okay? Whereas the Chachamim say, Okay. Whereas the Chachamim say that it can even become Tame in, in its pieces. <laughs> Excuse me. And you can put it in the mikvah to make it Tahor also when it's in its pieces. My um, Nihu. And what are these pieces that we're talking about? Right? Because if it's just Pshute Kleitz, it wouldn't be Makabal Tumas. So what are these pieces that we're talking about? Amr Fchan and Amr Amr. Rab Arucha Vishtekraim Ktsar Vishtekraim says of Khanamarab, yeah, what these pieces are that we're talking about that can be Makabotum and that you put in the mikvah as well, that is talking about um 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 the the sort of uh bed panel with the two legs, right? So whether it's the longer one with the two legs or the shorter one with the two legs, um Kilo, whether it's by the head or by the body, whatever it is, um that is what we are talking about. Okay, so that is where Rav Hanan Amarav says that we're talking about the bed panel with the two legs. It's talking about if it becomes Tama and you want to put it in the mikvah. Fine. The Ma'ichazya. Now the Gemara says, yeah, but in order for something to be considered a Kli, for it to be Makabal Tum, it has to be useful. It has to be, you know, what's a, a Kli is something that you can use. What can you use a bed panel with two legs for? You know, it'll be very difficult to sleep on just one bed panel with two legs for multiple reasons. Be uncomfortable. You have to stay balanced. I mean, that's not very usable. So, and for the Gemara, aguda majda ashle. Well, what you could do is you could, you know, imagine you have like the long panel and it's got two legs, so you can kind of put it at a little bit of a distance from the wall, and then you can like take two kind of bars and like put it between like this panel and two legs, and kind of like, dude. Uh, the best thing is to look at a diagram, but basically you can like put it at a distance from the wall and then like put other poles like connecting this little framey thing to the wall. Then you could use ropes and kind of make like a makeshift kind of hack together bed using the wall as kind of like one end and this frame as the other and connecting it with the poles and the ropes and then you have a bed. You know, good night. Uh, sleep well. Gufo, we said earlier. Omer of Ami Bartavyomi says of Ami Bartavyomi, that if you use um, for schach these worn-out garments, it's no good. My baloi kelim. What are these worn-out garments? I'm rabbi matlani yoshein boim shalosh shalosh. To luchazin lanim v'lo lashir. So says Abai. It's talking about these um, garments that are less than three etzbos by three etzbos. That they're just tiny. They're very small. They're not useful for anybody. Therefore, in and of themselves, they would not be considered kelim, and you would be able to use them for schach. However, since they came from a larger garment and the larger garment is makabotuma so now when you just are left with this like smaller piece and it is um, not makabotuma even though in and of itself it w- no whoa, whoa 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 i don't know what i just said but it, it comes comes to the larger garment the larger garment is makabotuma and therefore when you have this smaller piece that comes from the larger garment so even though in and of itself this smaller piece would not be makabotuma because it's not fit lanim or lashirim however uh, since it came from the larger garment, it is mekabotuma because it is mekabotuma. It's possible for schach, and you cannot use it for schach. Chever, chever, chever. Oh my goodness gracious! At least these aren't like new concepts for us. Like we've had them, even though it was like not quite a million years ago, but certainly half a million. But at least we've heard these things before. They're not brand new. Let's go weiter.
And let's say that we talk of a Bryce that supports of Ami Bartaviomi, who says that when you have something smaller, that in and of itself would be kosher schach, but it comes from something larger, which would not be kosher schach, um, it's still possible. If you have a mat made out of shifa or gemi, it's like these different plant materials, I think. Even though they are smaller than their initial size, you still cannot use them for schach. So meaning if you have these mats, and these mats were made for sleeping, so that makes them a kli, and therefore you cannot use them for schach, but now the mat became smaller, and now it's smaller than the amount that would be considered useful for sleeping, and would be considered a kli, nonetheless you still are unable to use it for schach. Machzal HaSakonim, if you have, um, where am I? I'm just checking out something. Uh-huh. Okay, fine. Um, Okay, where am I? So if you have a um, mat made out of reeds, gedola, so if it's large, so then it's not made for sleeping. So you can use it for schach um, because it's not made for sleeping. But kitana, if it's a smaller mat, then it's made for sleeping and you're not allowed to use it for schach. Rabbi Eliezer says that... Um, that even a smaller mat is uh, still for sleeping and... No, even a smaller mat is not for sleeping. Wait, what am I talking about? The, 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 the Tanakama said if it's Kitana, then it's not made for sleeping and you can't... No. If it's Kitana, then it is made for sleeping and Eim Mesachin Ba. Rabbi Yezir's Chiddush is that Afi Mikabelas Tumah Ve'ein Mesachin Ba. That... What? Even the larger one? Right, the Rebbelezer is saying even the larger one, right? The Tanakam said that the Gedola is not made for sleeping, and therefore you can use it for Schach. Says Rebbelezer, no, even the larger one is Afi Mekabelez Tumah. It also is Mekabel Tumah Ve'i but you can't use it for Schach. Okay, but we see that the first part of the Bryce has said that um, if you have these, um, even if they became smaller than the initial size, um, you still can't use it. So it's like Rav Hanan Bar, uh, no, it's like Rav Ami Bar Taviyomi. Okay, well, that's it for the um, Tumah entire stuff. So let's go weiter. Until next time, I guess. Now the Mishnah had said that if you have a fellow and he's got like a pile of straw or something and he just kind of hollows out the pile and now there's space inside that you can, I guess, sit in. Um, so the Mishnah had said that by hollowing out this pile, it's a puzzle sukkah. We learned it also, we talked about it the other day because of Taisa Vilumina also, you have to make a sukkah. You, can't, you know, it can't just emerge on its own. <clears throat> and if you construct a sukkah by hollowing out the inside of it, and then mimele, you have a sukkah, that doesn't work. Because you didn't really construct a sukkah, you just kind of like hollowed out the inside and like, oh wow, magically, look, I guess technically we now have a sukkah. But you didn't build a sukkah, you didn't build a frame and put schach on top of it. You really just hollowed out the inside, and now voila, you're, you're left with, uh, with, with a sukkah, but that's not going to work. Now, you hear that? It's a very interesting chilek that Ravuna makes. Ravuna says that when we say that you're not allowed to, to hollow out a sukkah, that means if your mom is starting from scratch, you have this pile of straw, it's just a pile of straw, and now you say, you know what, I'm going to make this into a sukkah, so you like hollow it out, and now you're left with a sukkah. That doesn't work. However, says Rufuna, if there was already an ohel of a tefach, right? So if there was already space 
of um, you know a tefach between the top of the pile and the rest of the pile, I guess. And now you're just basically making the pile, um, like the space, larger. So meaning there was already a space of a tefach in there. And a tefach, of course, we know already is an ohel. So there was essentially already an ohel. And therefore, the top of that ohel is considered schach. It just, it isn't, it isn't um, a kosher sukkah because it needs to be ten tefachim. But that's no big deal. So you just have to, you know, it's like we learned the other day that if you have a sukkah that's less than ten tefachim, you can kind of dig out the ground to make it ten tefachim and that's okay. So you're basically doing the same thing, says Rufuna. So if you have a pile of straw and there's already a tefach of space in that pile and you just need to make that tefach into ten tefachim and you basically dig out the pile in order to make it ten tefachim, that's completely fine because you already have the schach there. Okay? So therefore, right, so let's read it again. Um, Rufuna lo chalol tefach shiva. So it says Rufuna that when we say that you're not allowed to hollow out a pile in order to make a sukkah, that's only if you literally have to start from scratch. If there was no space of a tefach and your mamish have to dig out entirely a sukkah. But if there is already a tefach of space in that pile and it's seven tefachim by seven tefachim which is Rosh Hashanah B'Shochano it just isn't ten tefachim tall it's only one tefach tall. Well in that case I raise this sukkah. If you um, hollow out the rest of the pile basically just making the, the sukkah taller well, then that would work. We talk, we a like this. That if a fellow uh, hollows out a um, pile in order to make a sukkah, I raise a sukkah. Itaka is a good sukkah. It works. But I thought in our mission said it doesn't work. So, rather, it must be, you have to explain, like Rafuna says, that when the mission says it doesn't work, that's talking about if you have to, you know, you just have a pile and you're making it from scratch, when the mission says it doesn't work. But when it does work is when there's already a halal tefach, there's already a tefach of space, so you already basically have schach, and you just need to make the sukkah taller, so you, so you dig it out to make it taller, that's fine. Those who say the same thing, but as a question rather than as a statement, right? Up until now we said, says Ravuna, he explains that our mission is talking about when there's no space. To those who say it's slightly different, they just ask it as a question and answer, which is, Tanan, our Mishnah says, Our Mishnah on the one hand says that if you hollow out a pile, it doesn't work as a sukkah. But we have a price that says it is a good sukkah. So Amur Ravuna, Lokasha, Ravuna comes to answer and say, no, it's no problem. When there's already a space of a tefach, it'll be a kosher sukkah. If, you know, seven tefachim by seven tefachim wide, by one tefach tall, and now you dig it out to complete it, that's fine. But if there is no um, space of a tefach, that's seven tefachim by seven tefachim wide, um, so then you can't just, you know, hollow out a sukkah because it ties seven and Also, you can't just, you know, wow, amazing, a sukkah just emerged by hollowing out the middle that doesn't work. But if there's already a space of a tefach, and there's already an oil, and the top is already considered schach for this little oil, and you just basically increase the height of it by digging it, by hollowing out the, 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 the pile, that's okay. It's basically similar to when you have a sukkah that's less than ten tefachim, and you basically dig out the ground in order to, to make it ten tefachim, which we said, and Dalit is okay. Alright, friends, now we get to a brand new Mishnah. Mishashal defanus me the maile lemata. So, we have a situation now of Gurachis. Gurachis, a wall, right? We learned about it in Mesechta Erevin. Mesechta Shabbos as well. Gurachis, a wall that goes down, right? It's talking about a wall that's 10 tefachim tall, but, and it starts at the top of the sukkah by the schach, and it goes down 10 tefachim, but doesn't reach the ground. There's space between the wall and the ground. So, Mishal Shodafon is the Maile the Mata. So, if somebody 
kind of constructs a wall at the top of the sukkah going downwards, but it doesn't quite reach the, the ground. Well, if there's three tvachim of space, enough for, enough for a little goat to get in, so then, right, you don't say lavud anymore. And if it, you know, if it's three tvachim, then we assume that gedim uh, bokenbo, a little goat can get in, and it's going to be a problem. We can't say good achis because the little goaties can get in. But if you build the ten tvachim at the bottom from the ground up, well then, as long as the wall is ten tvachim tall, we could say good asik that the that the wall just goes all the way up to the schach, even if the schach is, you know, as long as the schach is less than twenty amis from the ground. You could just have a ten tefach wall and the west, the rest is just good asik and the wall goes up. Rabbi Yossi Omer says, Rabbi Yossi, Kshim Shemilamata Lamaila, Asarat Fachim Kachmilamata Lamata, Asarat Fachim says, Rabbi Yossi, actually, no. We could say that just like we say good asik, just like a wall that's ten tefachim starting from the ground, we could say that it goes all the way up. So then also a wall that's ten tefachim starting from the schach, we could say it goes all the way down to the ground, even if the little goat friends can get through. But my Kamiflage says the Gemara, what is the machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yossi? Marsava mechitzatluya materes, marsava mechitzatluya ena materes. It's machlokas ba mechitzatluya. When you have a wall that's hanging, is that acceptable on Shabbos? So, is that acceptable on Shabbos? Meaning, uh, like we said, do we say good aches or not? If you have a mechitza that there's three tvachim of space between the bottom of the wall and the and the and the ground, can we say good aches that the that the wall goes down? Right? Do we say mechitza tzluya materes that a wall that's hanging is 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 considered a good wall? Um, so we'll say the Tanakhama says no, we don't say that. We don't say mechitza tzluya materes, and uh, Rabbi Yossi says we do say that. That's what we want to say. Where am I? Tanan awesome. We learned in the Mishnah in Eruvin. Okay. Borshabin Shtei Chatseris. Okay, great. Okay. It's a hard, you know, obviously this is complicated. It's Eruvin, but we've done it before. So, so at least we, we have the tools to, to work with it. So what are we talking about? We're talking about two Chatseris. Okay. Of course, brings us back to Eruvin, Gavaldig. We have two Chatseris. And in between the two Chatseris is a, a wall separating the two Chatseris. Now, there's also a well. Uh, you know, like a pit with like a water pit thing, and you know it's dug into the ground, and the wall that divides the two chutzers goes, you know, splits the well in half. So the well is not above ground; it's mamish ground level, and you just stick a pail in there and you grab your water, and the wall that divides the two chutzers mamish goes right over the well. Okay. So you have this, you know, well, or let's call it a water pit. I feel like well may imply that it goes above ground, but it's not talking about above ground. It's below ground. So it's just a water, a pit that's filled with water and you can use it to hop water. So, and it's divided in half by this wall that divides the chatzers. So you're not allowed to fill up water from the, um, from this water pit on Shabbos because there's no air of between the two chatzers, and therefore you're not allowed to hop water from the from the water pit because you might be hopping water from the other chatzers water, right? From the water coming from the other chatzer, and you didn't make an error with them, so it's not allowed. Okay. Unless you made a mechitza of ten tefachim, skip the next two words. Bein milamata, bein ogno. 
So, but the only way that you'd be able to chop water on Shabbos is if you made a wall inside the pit, whether, right, whether this pit, whether this wall is inside the pit down all the way to the right where the water starts, or whether it's limala besochogno, right, or whether it's mamish right at the top of the pit, meaning like right at the beginning of the pit, for the first ten tefachim of the, of the pit, there's this wall, and then there's space between the bottom of the wall and the water. That would also be okay, because kalu shekelu chacham b'mayim, remember that, that we're lenient when it comes to water, that we could say good aches when it comes to water, well, like a wall that's constructed for water. So therefore, um, therefore, um, okay, so says the Tanakama, simply if you construct a wall, you know, simply if you just have the, the wall dividing the two chatzers and it goes right over the pit, that's not going to make any difference. You can't use, uh, you can't draw water from that pit on Shabbos. However, if you build, if you construct a wall inside the pit, whether that wall is all the way down to the water, whether it's just the first ten tefachim from the top, um, but if it's inside the pit, so then that would be considered a wall and you would now be able to draw water on Shabbos. Okay. Beishami says that you can construct this wall inside the pit at the top. Beishil will say that no, the 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 wall inside the pit actually has to be uh, down to the water. Okay, fine. Um, Rabbi Yehuda says Rabbi Yehuda lotei mechitza gedola min akota akosal shabenen and says Rabbi Yehuda no you don't have to do any of this fancy stuff you have a wall between the two chutzers and the wall goes uh, you know kind of splits the 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 pit in half even if it doesn't go inside the pit as long as it runs over the pit that's okay we could say you know the wall assuming that it's ten tefachim tall which mistama it is if it's a wall so it's ten tefachim tall so we could say that when it goes over the pit it goes right down that mechitza tzluy materes that uh, that we can assume that the that the um wall just goes right down into the pit and divides it in half so let's say so, so Amr Rabbi Babachan, Amr Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Babachan, the name Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yehuda b'shitas Rabbi Yosi Amr. So let's say that Rabbi Yehuda is saying like Rabbi Yosi, Tami Mechitza Tluya Materes, who says that a Mechitza Tluya is Matir, right? Meaning just like Ua Givaldik. So, so let's say that just like um, Rabbi Yosi says in our Mishnah. That if you have part of the wall of the sukkah at the top by the schach, so we could say good aches that the wall, right, that it goes all the way down. So Abiyuda is saying the same thing when it comes to, um, Shabbos. That you have this wall that goes over the well. The wall is 10 to fucking tall. We could say it goes straight down into the well. So let's say that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi agree. Vilohi. It's not like what Rabbi Babachana wants to suggest in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda are saying the same thing. Lo Rab Yehuda Savalak Rabyosi Vlo Rabyosi Savalak Rabyuda. Rabyuda doesn't hold like Rabyosi. Rabyosi does not hold like Rabyhuda. Lo Rabyuda Savalak Rabyosi. Rabyhuda does not hold like Rabyosi. So meaning, even though Rabyosi says that when it comes to a sukkah, the wall can go from the schach down to the ground. And I'm sorry, one second. Meaning, Lo Rebuda Savalak Rabbi meaning, let's say it the other way. That even though Rabbi Yehuda says that when it comes to Shabbos, the wall that goes over the pit, can we can consider like it goes straight down into the pit. 
he would disagree when it comes to sukkah. He would not agree with Rabbi Yossi when it comes to sukkah. How come? Because how come? Because Adkan lo Rabbi Yehuda Asam ele beiruve chatzeres derabon. Because Rabbi Yehuda, when he says that we could say that mechitzatuli materes by the by the well by by the pit in the in the between the two chatzeres, that's talking about a hilchas eruvin, which is derabon. Mida oraisa, mida oraisa. Both chatzeres are rishus ayachid. The pit is rishus ayachid. Mida oraisa. There's nothing wrong. With chopping water from, you know, even from the other chatzar into your chatzar. However, the chachamim have the hilchos erevin, and they say, look, don't, you know, only take from one chatzar to another chatzar if you make an erev. So therefore, says Rabbi Yehuda, by hilchos erevin, which is only midirabonan, anyways. So we could say that mechitzutlui materes. Avalhacha sukkah oraisa lo, but sukkah, which is a mitzvah the oraisa. Rabbi Yehuda would say, would disagree with Rabbi Yossi and say that a wall that starts at the top of the sukkah by the schach, we cannot say that it goes straight down to the ground if it's larger than three tefachim. Meaning if the space is larger than three tefachim, which is Gadim Bokimbo, Rabbi Yehuda would say that that's a problem because sukkah is the oraisa. Velo, Rabbi Yossi, Savalik Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yossi would disagree with Rabbi Yehuda, that even though Rabbi Yossi says that when it comes to a sukkah, this wall that starts by the schach, we could say it goes all the way down to the ground. Rabbi Yossi only says his opinion by a sukkah because sukkah is a mitzvah sase. But Shabbos, which, you know, even though, yes, this might be Hilchus Erevin, which is Derabonin, but Shabbos as a concept is something that you're chayv skila for. Sukkah, you're not chayv skila for. It's a mitzvah sase. If you don't do it, you're mavato mitzvah sase. I think that we learned somewhere, where did we say somewhere? That like if you mavato mitzvah saseh, so then you bring a korban. What was it? Davka like a court, like a shore or something. Ah, whatever it is. But if you don't bring a mitzvah saseh, so you mavato mitzvah saseh, you bring a korban, you bring a korban chatos, whatever it is. But you're not chayv skila Shabbos as a concept. You know, if you there's there there are things that if you do them on Shabbos, if you do malach on Shabbos, you chayv skila. So that makes Shabbos just as a concept more stringent, and therefore Rabbi Yossi doesn't feel comfortable saying that on Shabbos, even when it comes to Hilchus Erevin, which themselves are Dirabanan, but we're dealing with Hilchus Shabbos, which in general, Melacha on Shabbos is in Isra Skila, so we don't want to mess around with that, and Rabbi Yossi would say that in the case of the of the pit, the wall would not just Memele go down into the pit, and we would not say Mechitza uh, Tulei So therefore, Rav Barbachana said the name Rabbi Yochanan, he wanted to suggest that maybe Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi agree that Mechitza Tzuli Materes, to which the Gemara says it's not true. Rabbi Yehuda says that Mechitza Tzuli Materes by Erevin, which is Derabanan, but not by Sukkah de Oraisa. And Rabbi Yossi says that, um, that Mechitza Tzuli Materes is by Sukkah, which is a mitzvah saseh, but he would not be willing to say Mechitza Tzuli by, um, um, Erevin, which is by Shabbos, which Shabbos conceptually is something that you have skila, that has a, you know, a punishment of skila. So he would not feel comfortable saying um in the context of Erevin. Vim Tamar, and if you're gonna say, So if you're gonna say, but then what happened what happened in Sipori? No, what, what are we talking about? Meaning if we're saying that according to Rabyosi, that Rabyosi does not feel comfortable saying that um on Shabbos we would say Materis, right? So when it comes to sukkah, Rabbi Yossi would say mechitzat tuli materes, but on Shabbos he would not say mechitzat tuli materes. So if that's the case, the story that happened in Tzipori, now of course we know that Rabbi Yossi was in Tzipori. Rashi points out that Rabbi Yossi was the Rosh Hashiva in Tzipori. We also know from the Gemara in Shabbos and Daflam and Gimel that Rabbi Yossi was exiled to Tzipori from the Romans. Um, 
So the question is, there was a story that happened in Tzipori where we say, and therefore Mistama, if it happened in Tzipori, the Mistama was Rabbi Yossi's opinion. But I thought we, we just wanted to argue that Rabbi Yossi would say that we do not say in Chavez. You hear the Kasha? So again, the story that happened in Tzipori, which we'll see in a minute, where we said that is Materes, well then, who gave the Psak? Who gave the go-ahead? So answers the Gemara, Interesting. So that wasn't Rabbi Yossi, as Rashi points out. Rabbi Yossi by then had already passed away. And it was his son Rabbi Shmob Rabbi Yossi. Interesting that he argued with his father. But Rabbi Shmob Rabbi Yossi said that we could assume Mechitzatzuliyamateris. Rabbi Yossi would not say Mechitzatzuliyamateris on Shabbos. Umay Maisa, what's the story? Tchiyosu Rav Dimi Omar. Then when Rav Dimi came from Eretzisot to Bavl, he said, Pamachas shachachu v'loeviu sefetor me'ev Shabbos. That um, one time they made it, they they forgot and they didn't bring the sefer Torah to the to the shul before Shabbos. That um, you, that they wouldn't keep the sefer Torah in the shul because they were scared that it would get stolen, so they would um, bring it before Shabbos. Now, why would they bring it before Shabbos? Because they couldn't bring it on Shabbos. Well. They didn't bring it before Shabbos, and they also forgot to make, whether it's Eruvi Chatzeris, if it was all in the same Chatzor, whether it was Shitufim Avos, if the base Knesset was in a different Chatzor, in the Mavu, whatever it is. But basically, they were stuck. They were in a situation where the, where, where the Sefer Torah was not in the Shul, and they also didn't make, whether it's Eruvi Chatzeris or Shitufim Avos, whatever they had to do. So how do you get the Sefer Torah to the Shul to read from it on Shabbos? So the Mocha Persus Dina Nagabi Amudim, they view Sefer Torah Vakarubo, and so the next day what they did was they spread out some kind of a sheet on top of like pillars and like that the sheet didn't quite reach the ground but they were able to say um, and they were able to then transport the um, Sefer Torah that way it kind of worked out it was no longer an issue of Chatzeris because it was just going directly from the uh, from the shul to the uh, from the house that it was into the shul fine whatever it is they worked it out so how could it be that they actually spread out a sheet on top of the pillars? How did you carry it from, you know, the chotzer into the mavu in order to put it on the pillars? No, the, the, the sheets were already on top of the pillars and um, and then they were able to read from the Sefer Torah. So meaning, um, we were able to say and that was okay and that was Rabbi Shmob, Rabbi Yossi, not Rabiosi. Rabiosi would say that Mechitzatli Materis does not work on Shabbos, only by Sukkah. Fine. Om Rav Chizda says of Chizda, Om Ravimi, in the name of Avimi, Machzelas, Arbov, Amashu, Materis, Besukum, Shimdofen. Okay. Says Rav Chizda, in the name of Avimi, you could take a wall that is a little bit more than four Tfachim tall, and you could put it in the middle of a wall, and that would work, right, between the Schach. So if you have a Sukkah that's ten Tfachim tall, and you take a wall that's a little bit more than four tfachim and you put it right between the schach and the ground. So it's a little bit less than three tfachim from the, from this small little wall and the ground. And also a little bit less than three tfachim between the small little wall and the schach. So you say love it in both directions. And now you have a ten tefach wall. So, hey, chiavid, how do you do this? So you put it in the middle of the wall. Within three tefachim of the ground and within three tefachim of the schach, and as long as it's within three tefachim, it's considered lavud. So we see it's connected to the ground and connected to the to the schach as well, and you have a solid wall. Pshita, the Gemara says, well, this is obvious. What's the chiddush that we say lavud? Well, I may have the minute to say that maybe we only say 
that we only say love in one direction. Um, Kamash Mulan, that we could talk even say love in two directions and say that we have a wall by connecting the wall on top and below. Fine. Mesve, we have a kasha. Machzela shiva v'mashu, materiz b'sukum mishum dofen. So now the Gemara says, but one second, we have a Bryce that says, Dafka, we need the wall to be a little bit more than seven. It's not enough for it to be just a little bit more than four. So Kitanya Ibisuka Gedola. So that's Dafka talking about a very tall, well, not even a very tall sukkah, but a sukkah that's taller than ten tvachim. Uh, what it's saying is, the Mishalshan, the Fonus Milamata Kiribyosi, um, Zeo. So what it's saying that this Bryce is Dafka Rabyosi, and what it's saying is that in a situation where you have a sukkah that's taller than 10 tfachim, so let's just say, I don't know, 10 tfachim is pretty short, so let's just say like a regular sized sukkah, and you have a um, wall that's a seven and a little bit tfachim tall, and you put it within three tfachim of the schach, so now it's considered like you have um, a wall that's 10 tfachim tall at the top, and we're saying that it's kosher, like Rabyosi, who says materis when it comes to a sukkah. Fine. Um, Reb Ami says, Reb Ami says, Reb Ami, that if you take a wall that's four and a little bit, and you use that as one of your two full walls in a sukkah, that's okay. And you put it within three tfachim of the wall, and then we'll say, right? So meaning, if you have one wall that's seven tfachim long, and then you have another wall that's four tfachim and a little bit, and you put it within three tfachim of the, the first wall to make like an L. So that works because we'll say lovewood between the four and a little bit and the other wall. So now it's like you have a seven tefach wall. Now you have two seven tefach walls. And now you just need a third wall that's that's one tefach and you're good. So my kamash milan. So what's the chiddush that we say lovewood? We know lovewood. What it's teaching us is that the size of a small sukkah is seven tefachim. To answer Hillel's kasha from the other day, Hillel asked the other day, like, wait, I don't understand. Where did we get seven tefachim by seven tefachim by? I know Rosh of Rubo, I know Dalad Amos, what's seven tefachim? Where does that come up? Where does that come from? It comes from here that we're saying. So we see from this Brysa, from the fact that we're saying that if you have a wall that's four tefachim in a little bit, and you put it within three tefachim of the other wall, we say lavud, i.e., we're looking for a wall that's seven tefachim. Seven tefachim is the minimum size of a sukkah. There you have it. And it must be that Rosh of Rubo of Shulchana, which is the minimum size of a sukkah, is taka seven tefachim. Cheve, that was that. Tazayin of Mesechta Sukkah packed a shtickle punch. Um, the Daf talked, uh, started out talking about using um, bed panels as schach. Now the interesting thing about bed panels is that bed panels, you know, if it's just the panel in and of itself, it's pshutikle, it's what should be the problem. So first we wanted to say that it's like um, Rav Ami Bar Tavyomi who says that, well, when it comes to fabric, if you use even very small fabric that in and of itself is not makabal tumah, but it came from a larger fabric, so therefore it still is makabal tumah, and you're not allowed to use it for schach. And we'll say the same thing by this bed panel, that even though in and of itself it's pshutikleitz and it should be fine, but because it comes from a bed frame, and now you're just taking this one panel, so it, it remains uh, makabal tumah, and therefore it's not allowed to be used, which the says, no, that's actually not necessarily what it's talking about. Here we're Davka talking about um, the bed panel that's connected with the... Um, with the uh, with the two legs, and because it's connected with the two legs, it's considered a cleave because you can kind of connect it to the wall with like ropes and things, and that's why it is um, that's why it's makabatum and it's not allowed to be used. But we um, ultimately saw right that there's this opinion of Reb Ami by Tavyomi who says that when it comes to fabrics, um, since they came from a larger fabric, it wouldn't be used. So I guess if we pass like Reb Ami by Tavyomi, I guess we would say that even then just the panel on its own would not work because it came from a larger cleave. But 
Yeah. Then we discussed the um, Gaddish, that if you that if you hollow out, right, if you have a pile of straw and then you hollow out the inside and then um, essentially make a sukkah that way, we say it's no good because it's Taisev Lomina Asui. Rapuna pointed out an important distinction, which is that's only if the the um, the pile didn't have already a space of a tefach with that was seven by seven with the height of a tefach. If he did have that, and then you know you started with that, and therefore the roof was already kind of like considered tzach, and then you just kind of dug it out. Well, then it's similar to a sukkah that is less than ten tefachim that you dig out the ground to make it ten tefachim, which which is okay. Um, so there, so there, so Rav Huna makes that important distinction that when the Mishnah says that you're not allowed to dig out a pile to make a sukkah, that's only if there's no space in the pile already. But if there's already a space in the pile that's a tefach that's seven by seven tefachim wide and a tefach tall, so then you would be able to to dig it out. We got to a new, a new Mishnah with an interesting machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi. Um, so first of all, everybody agrees that if you take a wall that's 10 tefachim tall and you put it on the ground, we could say good asik that the wall goes all the way up to the schach. Everyone agrees. Um, Givaldik. The interesting shayla becomes what happens when you put that wall by the schach. Can we say that the wall now goes down to the ground? So if it's less than three tefachim from the bottom of the wall uh, to the ground, so then, yeah, we say love it and it's no problem. But if it's more than that, the Tanakhama says that no, since the, the goats can get in, it's no good. Um, but if it, it's, um, but Rabbi Yossi says no, we could still, we could say the mechitza tuliyah materis and that the mechitza goes down to the ground. We then saw that when it comes to Shabbos, um, Rabbi Yehuda says that we could say mechitza tuliyah materis when it comes, even when it comes to Ilchus Erevin on Shabbos to say that the wall goes down into a pit and now you could take uh, water from the pit on Shabbos. Um, we said though that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi would disagree. That Rabbi Yossi would disagree with Rabbi Yehuda regarding the wall in the in the Chatzar because Shabbos is more stringent because there's technically speaking an uh, skila associated with it. And Rabbi Yehuda would say that you would be unable to say Mechitzatzluya in the context of a Sukkah, which is the Oraisa, whereas um, um, Erevin is only really Midr Abadan. Um, and then at the end there, we saw some interesting things, halachos about lavud. For example, that you can have a wall that's foreign a little bit, tfachim, and put it in the middle of your wall, uh, close to the schach and close to the ground, and that could be considered a wall because we'll say lavud in both directions. And we also learned at the end, interestingly, that the minimum size of a sukkah is davka seven tfachim, i.e. the definition of rosh of is seven tfachim. Chever, that was davka zayin. I hope you enjoyed. Enjoy your day. Cheers.